Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never, ever, and since 2013, Mike Lawson, uh, we never missed a week. Here we are. We're also live on Pride 48 uh, right now as Uh part of the Pride 48 streaming weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're listening in the future, you might not know that, but we are live. Um, If you are listening live, you might also consider donating to Pride 48. I'll say right up at the top. Um, It's a great organization that does some really great things, including bringing people together in a community event like this, um, some LGBT and LGBT-friendly podcasts, stream over a weekend, um, consider donating. This year, there's also a couple of nonprofits that are going to benefit from our donation, so do it. Yeah, I've the, done it. Joey's yeah. done it. Mm-hmm. Now it's your turn. Yeah, the Marsha P. Johnson Foundation is one of them. Yeah, and, and then Kids Kids. Kids Kids. Uh is another organization. Very good organization. Which, by the way, by the way, a little bit of, of Pride 48 tea gossip. Were you listening to this hot fuss yesterday? <laughs> uh, I, I came in and out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But there was a whole segment. And, you know, they're new. They, they were, you know, they don't know. But they were like, don't donate to organizations. <laughs> uh- <laughs> and I could feel the awkward, like the crickets. <laughs> I could feel like the... <laughs> Like they're like you don't waste your money donating to organizations. Don't do that. Now, granted, they were talking about big giant. They, in fact, I think they specifically mentioned like uh, um, I don't know who the big organization. Oh, um, the Trevor Project and stuff like that. And they, I, to be honest with you, I don't know how informed it was because they were talking about overhead and whatnot. You used to work in the nonprofit yeah. se- sector. I have a lot of feelings about overhead and stuff. Like yeah. you can't. Uh, the the quick version is like how do you expect to have good people work for a nonprofit if you're not going to pay them competitive wages. Like, yes, people should get paid well to work at a nonprofit because you want the best and brightest to work there. Otherwise, they're going to go work for, you know, a tech company or something that's not going to have as much value. I don't know. That's yeah. my two cents. But. And also there, there is um, – look, look, part of it's going to go to uh, – I'm looking at Charity Navigator right now and and, and uh, Charity Project has like a really high score – uh, I, I mean, I could look more. I don't know if this is the the, Tre- the Trevor Project accountability uh, uh, podcast, but um, you know, <laughs> but uh, let me see here. Oh my god! Wait, hold on. Exp- expense breakdown. No, eighty percent of their stuff goes towards programming. Only ten percent goes to administrative costs. I even think that just that language is dangerous. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. companies run in the red and they spend. A lot of their money to get off the ground, they spend a lot of their money on people and mm-hmm. getting the right talent in the room so that they can take the business to the next level. And I don't understand why we think 
people who work for nonprofits should do it for free or nothing. Yeah. Like you, you want the best and brightest. Like pay them a fucking salary. Yeah. Do you think Big Fatty and Taylor the Latte Boy and Adam Burns do this for free? No, they need to make their coin people. <laughs> so donate to pride48.com so that Taylor can get that new refrigerator. Adam has a new house. How are you gonna get the furniture? You know? Poodle McMoodle. What's up with you? How things? are you, Joey? I'm doing What's well. new? How are you? Anything? Um oh my god. So, Friday, um, I had to go to my brother's to pick something up, right? And when I told, I called mm-hmm. them, and my parents said, we're, we're going to supermarket shopping, uh, bye, right? I'm like, okay, later. And I go, I have to go pick something up at my brother's, and he goes, yeah, 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 the kids are in the pool. So I'm like, you know what? These kids have been bugging me to go in this swimming, my brother got a new swimming pool a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. I go, I'm going to show In ground? Up. Yeah, in ground. I wow, money banks. I know. Well, you know, he he's a uh, part he's he's just a, a one of the many uh stockholders in Afterthought Media and uh, so of course he's just putting <laughs> put a new pool and everything like, Yeah, we it's just a pile of gold here. So anyway So he wanted you to come swim? Well he, he didn't say that. It'll be funny if I show up in trunks and stuff and just go swimming. But I was really pressed for time. I had RuPaul's drag race that night, you know? At five mm-hmm. o'clock and it was like three at that time. I'm I'll go for a quick dip. And then get out and dry off and then go to RuPaul's Drag Race. So I get there, go in the pool, <clears throat> hanging out with the girls in the pool, you know, they're swimming. And then at a certain point, and it's like, I go, um, I go, what time is it? And my brother goes, oh, it's like 3.45. And I go, oh, I got to go, right? And he goes, yeah. wait. Because he, he looked at my phone. He goes, Dad's been calling you like you have like ten missed calls from Dad. Oh shit! I go. Oh shit! Call. See what's going on. It's either your mother is in an ER somewhere, mm-hmm. or uh-huh. he needs you to pick up Manny's. <laughs> wow, Lawson! It uh, you and David, that blue jeans guy, need to get together and tell us what's going to happen in the world because <laughs> my brother calls me. Goes, hey, I, I, we called. You saw they called Joey like ten times. What's up? He goes, oh, okay. And he goes, Dad says you need to stop at Stater Brothers on the way home <laughs> because they went to Stater Brothers and they're having a sale on Coke products and they don't have any – they sold out of the caffeine-free Diet Coke where he is. So please stop and get one on the way home. Good job, Joey. So I'm Save like, the day. Uh, uh, so then I go – I go uh, – I go, Caffeine oh. free, by the way. What are you guys, Mormons all of a sudden? Yeah. Well, yeah, we are. In fact, there's a trampoline in the backyard, and it's Sunday. It's family day. We're going to go jump on the trampoline. And I'm actually wearing- After you guys sing songs together? Mm-hmm. I'm wearing the, more, I'm wearing the, I'm wearing the magic underwear right now, actually, if you don't know that, the, oh. the white schmachta that I have. Oh, that's the glow I see. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I have my own planet already. Mm. It's called Afterthought Media. That, that's how I got it, because I'm Mormon. <laughs> and I have my own planet- and uh, anyway, so uh, so then uh, I, I call my parents. I go, look, is this, are this caffeine-free Diet Coke an emergency? They're like, no, 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 because actually I have to go to my cousin Phillips because I was doing – it's all complicated scheduling stuff. They couldn't do their regular show, the pit crew, and, and only that night. So I go, okay, we'll just mash everything together. So I was going to go actually go to Phillips house in Whittier <clears> – <throat> Uh, to watch Drag Race, okay? So I call mm-hmm. my, I, call, I go, I say, 
I'll pick up the Diet Coke on the way back. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Right? Not an emergency. Okay? You don't have to do, you don't have to do it right now. Okay. So I'm like, okay. So I go to Phillips. We do our whole thing. And by that point, I'm just tired. I've basically watched RuPaul's Drag Race. I've done a whole fucking show. Two shows, actually. did their regular show. Then we did the first response. It's like 9 o'clock now. I'm beat, right? Fucking all chlorine, chlorine in my hair and shit, you know? So it's nine o'clock now. I'm beat. I'm hungry, and I'm leaving. And I call my parents and say, like, uh, "Cause I'm gonna stop and get something to eat." And I don't know what their story. I always just do it to be nice, right? So I call and I say, uh, "Hey, listen, uh, what did you guys do for dinner?" And she goes, "Oh, uh, we had a late lunch, so we weren't hungry." But, um, uh, were you gonna stop somewhere? I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna stop somewhere and get myself something." And she goes, "Oh, let me see if your dad wants something." She goes, "Where are you going?" And I say. <clears throat> Stater Brothers. Yeah, I know. I go, <laughs> I go. Now, Lawson, if I said, I, I can go anywhere. Remember, I'm on my way home from Whittier. Now, for those of you who don't know California geography, open Google Maps or something. Wait, your what, brother's what? in Whittier now? No, 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 no. Brother's in Fullerton. That's very important. So I went to my brother's in Fullerton. Yeah. Then I went from Fullerton to Whittier. Okay. okay. I'm leaving Whittier, heading back to my house. Right. Okay. And my mom says, and basically, so guys, everyone, imagine a triangle. My parents are the head of the triangle. Whittier's on one side of the bottom, and then Fullerton's on the other side. My mom says, "Where are you going?" I say, "I'm going anywhere." So, what does that mean to you? I can go anywhere. I think. Well, she's aware of the time <clears throat> constraint or not? Because I feel like anywhere really does mean anywhere. That's what you said. True. I think what's implied is. This, you know, your route and yeah, yeah. she should kind of think of like what's in your route. <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of options between yeah. where you were and where you were going. So but, but really this, anywhere in yeah. between these two points is kind of what you meant. But this story is a perfect example of the storytelling in her head. Okay. Yeah. It's a perfect example of the storytelling in her head. So she goes, let me talk to your father. <clears throat> Covers the phone with, you know, puts the phone aside. And she goes... Hey, babe, Joey's on his way home, and he said he can go to Pepe's and get you some food. Do you want anything? Let me tell you. Pepe's? She wanted Pepe's? I don't know. Pepe's is a Mexican takeout place. It's very good. It's in Fullerton. Yeah. And I never said I was going to Pepe's. Did she know you were in Whittier at this point? Yes. Like, that's been made clear to her? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I go, I go, uh... Hey, listen. I go, I, I went, hey, I'm not going to Pepe. I'm shouting, but she has the phone down. And my, luckily, thank my lucky stars, my dad's like, no, I don't want anything. I'll just rather have a sandwich here. And she's like, he doesn't want anything from Pepe's. And I was like, I never said Pepe's. Okay, bye. Uh-huh, right? <laughs> so now I'm driving. I'm beat, right? I I picked up Del Taco. <clears throat> I went to Pepe's. And uh, there's a Stater Brothers that's not even really in on the way. Right? It's like kind of out of the way, but it's within the route. Okay? But it's like out of the way. I go to this state of brothers. I don't know what the fuck is going on. They're having the sale. You have to buy four boxes of soda, by the way. Four boxes. And you get it for $3 a box. Right? Box? Like a 12-pack yeah, of a 12 cans? Yeah, a 12-pack gotcha. of cans. You have to buy four of them. That's how you get the deal. Lost it, and I can send you a picture. I sent it to Lori because I took a picture. I thought my parents wouldn't believe me. There's no caffeine-free Diet Coke anywhere. 
Every it's just mm-hmm. and Lori pointed out why she look at the picture. They have weird ass flavors like spicy cherry or something like that, zesty cherry, you know. <laughs> but there's no caffeine free diet coke. Nothing. It's just like and you actually see the empty shell. Like it's like some. It's like my dad went around driving to find all the the the, the caffeine free diet coke in Southern California. Is it really cheap? What's how? I don't it, know what your usual price, price is. I don't of know. Sale. <clears throat> oh. Three dollars a box if you buy four. Oh, you know what? I do know how much it is because this I only bought one box at first. I didn't know it was four till the guy tells me. So I go, so I say, I don't want to fucking go home with empty handed because they'll say I was lying. I didn't stop. So I just bought Coke Zero. Okay. Okay. And I bought one box. The guy goes, Well, it's seven for one, but if you buy four, it's three uh, for each one. Right. Oh, so you save four dollars per box. box and yeah. Stuff. yeah. It costs seven dollars for twelve cans of soda. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. So then I go. Uh, okay, I'll get four. So I think I'll get four. Right now I'm, I'm lugging four boxes of soda. By the way, the emergency. Right. This is an emergency. Yeah. Ten calls. So I'm pissed. Pissed. My back's hurting, and I have to then lug the soda into the garage. You know, have to be fucking disinfected. You know, on their end, I don't yeah. know, it's like whatever. Has to be quarantined for Quar- two weeks quarantine, before you can touch yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> I walk in the house and I'm in a fucking pissed off mood. And they go, "What's wrong with you?" And I go, "You're gonna be driving all over Southern California for this fucking caffeine free diet Coke emergency. Then you even have it, and I don't know what's going on. And now I have to, I just bought. It. So I paid for it, which I don't mind paying for it, right? Don't mind it at all. Yeah, you know." But then my mom, I tell her, I bitch about her. Like, this emergency caffeine-free diet Coke. That's an emergency. I have to go all over something. I'm tired. And she goes, you know, you're really ungrateful. We did this for you. They did what? I don't know. So I go, <laughs> wait. I had to drive all around California. Buy it. Buy pie. I paid for it. Mm-hmm. Lug it to the car. Lug it out of the car. And they did this for me. Yeah, I don't get that at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They created this world for mm-hmm. you, Joey. Mm-hmm. Feel, show some gratitude. Yeah, you're so ungrateful, Joey. You know, we were just <laughs> thinking of you. And I was like, they having me go all over Southern California? But, by the way, did you bring dry clothes? Or are you also doing this in, like, wet shorts? No, 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 no. It's funny that you say that. It's funny that you say that. I bought new swim trunks on Amazon. And I, a few a months ago, months ago, like a month or two, when it started getting hot. These shorts are they advertise this? They're amazing, Lawson. They're called quick drying shorts. I don't know what they oh. what this. Yeah. Uh huh. So I got, I mean I didn't uh, I didn't like jump out of the pool into the car. Like I got out right. for a few minutes and hung out, had a beer with my brother. They were dry by the time you got oh, it. They were dry within five minutes. I've, but I've, I've, I knew that already about these shorts. I've, I've used Do they have shorts. like mesh liner? Yes, of course. Because that sometimes stays a little bit wet. So, like, I have a couple of those where I, I mean, I haven't go, I haven't done swimming stuff in a while, but mm-hmm. I felt like they would be dry. But then I don't know. I would sit down and like there would be like a line of moisture. No, no. But also, I brought a towel with me. I knew I was doing this, so I brought a towel. I brought. I wore Crocs, which I don't usually wear out of the house. Um, I brought Crocs. I, I was dressed to swim. Yeah, which is funny because yeah, go ahead. I have house Crocs too, and I never wear them in public. No, I'm they're so a, comfortable though. Oh my god, they're so comfortable. So Rosie comfortable. O'Donnell was right. Did she say that? 
Which I mean, she's the first person I've ever seen wear Crocs. But here's my like, question. Oh, God, they're so ugly. Here's my question. Actually, they're in fashion right now, which is really weird. But here's yeah, my you're question. Right, you're right. Here's my question. Even before they were in fashion, why is it though that you're right? This this. And by the way, I'm a fat pig. Okay, so I realize I look like uh, a job of the hut candle that's half melted. Okay, I get that, right? But you remember you saw this fat pig Mario Batali wearing the Crocs and he looked like a fool, right? Yeah, yeah. But then anytime I see little kids, up to like, I would yeah. say the age of eight, and they're wearing Crocs, it's so cute. Little kids wearing Crocs are so cute. What is I've that? even seen, I mean, like, it's not, I wouldn't call it sexy, but I've seen like young men wearing them on like TikTok videos doing like stupid dances and stuff. Yeah. And I think that it kind of looks okay. Like, I don't know. I think it has maybe something to do with the way you wear it, the yeah. confidence. Yeah, well, no. I, I don't know. Mario Batali, you could tell he's wearing it because his feet fucking hurt. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, his yeah. back is in pain. Yeah. So, anyway, what's going on with you, Michael Lawson? What is going on with me, Joey? Listen to this. I told you uh, a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. that I bought a masturbator toy for the therapist that I'm seeing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, for those of you who are listening on Pride 48, and uh, I know there's a massive paywall for catching up so you don't get to hear it, but uh, 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 Lawson has seen a therapist, but right now, almost basically only virtually because of the coronavirus. And so and even though, we should yeah, we should clarify, like mm-hmm. I'm seeing him romantically. Yeah. Yeah. To this point, it sounds like oh, I yeah, yeah, a yeah. sex it's not toy like, for the it's like, doctor I'm yeah, visiting. Yeah. Your time is up. Let me, let me take another appointment, and you hand him a Tenga egg. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Doc, have you tried this? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm romantically seeing a therapist, mm-hmm. and I bought him a sex toy. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I bought a matching one for myself. Like, oh, you literally, did? Yeah, I bought one for him, <clears throat> got it delivered, bought one mm-hmm. for me immediately after, like yeah. within 10 minutes, okay? Yeah, yeah. And his has arrived, uh-huh. and that's that. Okay. But mine hasn't. Okay. Nothing has shown up here. Okay, sure. So – I, if he didn't message me and like notify me that his has arrived, I wouldn't have even thought that mine is delayed in any way. Like I'm not paying attention to, you know, the tracking number of this cheap little sex toy that's coming. Mm -hmm. But since his arrived, I kind of have realized that mine's late. So I went and looked it up and it was supposed to arrive on Monday Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I have, uh, this coming on Monday. Yeah. Uh, I opened the front door and on Monday and there's a package, a, a very pretty large bag mm-hmm. of like a soft bag mm-hmm. uh, sitting on the doorstep. Sure. And there's a small little packing slip that or packing label that has my name and address on it. Yeah. But then there's also a large label that has someone else's name and a company's name on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my name's on it, so I'm like, whatever. I'm going to mm-hmm. see what this is. Open it up, and Joe Batanz. It oh, is okay. a bag of used women's clothing. T-shirts, skirts, like sports bra things. Just And and also, like, it smells like a thrift store. Like, it, it's used women's clothes. It's not like this person even cleaned it like yeah. washed it uh-huh. and the location uh the destination on the larger packing label is for a company called crossroads trading mm-hmm. have you heard of this do you yeah, guys have it's them like a, there? Mm-hmm, we do have them <clears throat> 
it's like a if you don't know it, it's kind of like a thrift store, but it's high it's, end. Uh, it's a four, yeah, it's high end. It's a for profit company. It's a place where people resell clothes. Like imagine you bring in all your denim and they yeah. give you five dollars or ten dollars store credit, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So it's one of these places. I guess they have some sort of mail in program because this woman was trying to mail her clothes there. Um, they have a like a a facility in Emeryville, which is like just the town over from me. So for some reason, this little packing clip, probably the the little sticker that was on my sex toy somehow got put onto this bag, Mm -hmm. maybe like in the truck or something. Do you know what I mean? Like it fell off, whatever. But so my thing hasn't arrived, but I did get this thing. So I emailed the company. I was like, hey, this happened and sent photos of it. And I was like, I'm not holding on to this stuff forever. Trash mm-hmm. day is next Thursday. So like figure <gasps> you have wow. till then to figure it out. Well, I'm not going to keep a pile of smelly women's clothes in my space for them to figure <laughs> it out for a month. Mm-hmm. Like trash day is Wednesday. That gives you, you know, a, it was on Monday or I don't, I don't know. I felt like I gave them about a week. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they responded, mm-hmm. but their response was like, Oh my God, we want to come get that from you. It looks like, some sticker confusion happened. Um, they agreed with like kind of my assessment. Um, but the email ends like this. It says basically, uh, Hey, we, we would like to come get it. It is, um, something that we would want. Uh, we're in the town over for you. So what we'll probably do is come pick it up from your house. Period. No action. Like, am I supposed to beg you to come get it now? Or are you coming to get it? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. have like, what am I supposed to do? Just sit here? So I responded and I just said, great, exclamation point. Like, okay, now give me the details. And uh-huh. it's been silent since then. So yesterday, mm-hmm. go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I, I was going to say this. But I want you to finish the story. You're fucking brilliant. You're brilliant. You should be studied in college. Okay? And I'll, I'll tell you why. Finish your story and I'll tell you why. So I have this close in my house. Uh, and every time I look at it, I'm just like mad. I'm like, why don't they come get it? Like, why, why is this burden on me? Mm -hmm. I I just want my fucking sex toy. Yeah. So, uh, the label has a woman's name on it. It Who sent it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the return address on the packing slip is this Mm -hmm. woman Mm -hmm. who sent all these clothes to this company. So I just did a quick Facebook search. She lives in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Her name is not like incredibly unique, but it's like unique enough that I found one in Seattle, and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is probably here. We actually have a mutual friend, which is weird. Okay, uh-huh. um, this is, but this I, is, yeah, uh huh. I messaged her. You sure did. I kind of feel like I know where you're going with your joke, but I messaged her. Not a joke. And I just said, kind of like a rundown of what happened and <clears throat> that I got her clothes and whatever and mm-hmm. that the company said they were going to come get it but then they've kind of ghosted me mm-hmm. so maybe she needs to you know kick up some dust or something mm-hmm. like I I have this don't let them say that it was lost in the mail yeah because they know where it's at yeah but they haven't been doing anything about it mm-hmm. and I told her too. like I told them I was gonna throw it away but she she's very responsive and she's like oh my god let me call them let me figure it out don't throw it away. And I was like, Hey, if you're doing something about it, I'm not going to throw it away. Like this Mm -hmm. is, I told them I was throwing it away so that they would like, you know, do something, but you're, she's already more responsive than they are. So 
I'm going to hold on to it for a while. Mm-hmm. But I have this like smelly pile of women's clothes in my house now. Mm-hmm. What, so you want to say that I'm a murderer and I murdered someone and this is their clothes. And why should I be studied in college? I don't know this song, so. You're brilliant. <clears throat> That's true. You realize you save this because, you know, again, this is usually behind a paywall, a show. But you chose Pride 48 Weekend with a public feed to come on here and talk about, I just have this random bag of women's clothing and I don't know who it belongs to. How weird. Oh, it belongs. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. But I think you thought that I, I mean, you always make jokes that I, like now I kill women too. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you, you are. Or have you, I always? You're, yeah, you're indiscriminate with your murder. Oh, you know. And so now you're trying to basically leave a track record for in the future. People are like, "Why did you have these uh, blood-stained clothing in your uh, house?" Oh, I talked about it on my award-winning podcast, Catching Up, that someone just was sending it to Crossroads. Oh, this is Exhibit A in my murder yeah, trial. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm on to you, Lawson. I'm on to you. And so is the audience. We know what this is all about. So, speak. Yeah. So, whatever. I, I'll let you know if they come get it or what. But uh-huh. um, I also get it. wanted to tell you that, um, oh, the therapist mm-hmm. is, well, first, I should tell you, he has officially, he stopped seeing people. He doesn't see people. Everything he does is over the phone now. Okay. So all of his work is on the phone. Um, on our last phone call, it, he basically had a PowerPoint presentation for me to mm-hmm. tell me why um, we should be able to interact in person, face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you listening who don't know, he works in kind of a hospital setting mm-hmm. where he, he, he in a building that contains a hospital, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And... Because of that, since I'm quarantined, I mm-hmm. didn't feel comfortable kind of like hanging out. Mm-hmm. So we have not been interacting. Um, he came to me with like a PowerPoint on our last call where it's like, here are the people I interact with, the number of people. He kind of ran through like his day. So he like shows up at the hospital and he gets like his temperature checked and mm-hmm. um, covered in um, Purell. Oh, and wow. he gets a sticker. So he only interacts with people who have received a sticker in the building his floor so like the area where he works has like seven offices in it and five of those people work from home Mm -hmm. uh so it's only him and one other person like sharing the bathroom and stuff at work Mm -hmm. um so he's going to detroit in uh next week on tuesday and when he comes back he's gonna kind of like quarantine himself for two weeks yeah and at that point, he wa- he thinks that it's time for us to hang out. And by hang out, he means, you know, you know what he means, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, like he I'm very anxious about this. And I don't know if it's like COVID anxiety or if it's like just reentry anxiety or both or, you know, like I'm just like having a lot of feelings about this. Um, but that he's kind of giving me a date. So like I'm. And, like, I've agreed to it. It's not like he's pushing it on me, but now I have that to deal with. Let me ask you this question. 
but it would help me move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. What? Lost in the movie. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Has he used the sex toy? See, that's the thing. I don't know. He hasn't told me he has. Uh, and I feel like if I got mine, I could kind of start that conversation. I'm really awkward with the sexting kind of talk, Joe. I'm really bad at it. Um, so I don't really know how to kind of bring it up. <sighs> I don't know. So I don't know if he's used it or not. Are you I kind like... of thought I would get mine and Are then you, do kind you, of start you, that conversation. Do you call him and you're like... My name's Mike. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. This is the therapist. He also lives in San Francisco Bay Area. And every week we get together and we just jerk off. <laughs> we, would, we don't jerk off together. Oh, you guys have never jerked off together on the phone? No, my God, no. I think, no, not at all. The very, like the most salacious any of our FaceTime chats has ever gotten were, uh, one time I called and he had just gotten out of a shower and had no shirt on and was putting a shirt on as we talked. <laughs> it's so funny. Everyone. So the yeah. sexiest conversation we had, he was putting clothes on. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, you know, so it, would you say he is the first person you sent a dick pic to? Ever? No. Yeah. Oh, so, but, but he's the first person you started a sexting relationship because of COVID, right? Yeah, he's yeah. also, I would say, the first person I've sent a dick pic to that I've cared about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so Loss is talking about their sexting, right? He, I will say it, and I love you, but you're such a rookie because I was like, oh, so when are you going to find send the one with, you know, where your dick is coming and you guys come and stuff like that? And he's like, oh, right, I already did that. And he only said, well, that was the first one. That was the first one. I didn't know that there yeah. were levels or I you're feel, supposed to like yeah. create anticipation and stuff. I didn't know yeah. that. I feel like the first one, if you're doing this on, if you if you know this is going to be like a a long standing thing, I feel the first one is. I would even say if you know it's going to be a long time, I would say the first one is prominent bulge, not hard, in like no underwear, sweatpants or shorts, right? Then you oh, go, okay. but you but you can also start with if you're like let's just get this going. Your heart, you holding your hard dick. It if and you're like you just see the outline in your shorts and you're holding. Oh, so clothes on. You yeah. start with clothes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But your hard dick with the clothes on. You're holding, but you make it. You hold the shaft so it's prominent in the clothes. Like you're built. Like yeah, to yeah. me, that's even sexier. Like oh my god, what's under there? You know. And then and then you build. I'll just send him one of my handstand videos. <laughs> <laughs> You just sent him a nude handstand video. <laughs> Would you ever send I him a nude, a nude handstand video? Yeah, I think that's funny though. Yeah, but I wonder, I wonder what my what it looks like. I would have to look at it. You know what I mean? Because well, it might be really unflattering. Are you a shower or a grower? Um, uh, mostly a grower. Oh, okay. Mostly a grower. No, look, but I, the yeah. problem, the problem I have is like. Nude upside down, like everything, like gravity, I think is my friend a little bit. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I have, like, I have some stomach skin and stuff that upside down just looks, doesn't, isn't very flattering. But, like, with gravity, it, you can't really even tell. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, what else is going on, Lawson? Do you, do you have, I know we usually do news stories. Did you, did you prep a news story? Yeah, kind of. Um, oh. I don't. I'm not going to read the whole story, but I feel like this is interesting enough that you would care. There probably are people in the chat room who have even been here. So, well, uh, 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 Lawson, what you're what? forgetting? From oh. the mountains to the sea to all of California, this is the Catching Up News Report. Right, so Joe Batanz, yeah, what on, do you got for us? On the corner of Ninth and Harrison mm-hmm. in San Francisco yeah. is the oldest gay bar in San Francisco. It's called the Stud. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there, you know, maybe five times. I'm not a regular, but I've been there a handful of times. Sure. Um, I feel like many people who visit the city have certainly kind of stopped in and seen the Stud. It's been here long enough, right? Thirty three years old, and um. Kind of in 2017, they had some drama and they ended up having like a they almost closed and they had a big kind of like community rally that included like this drag show that kind of like raised enough money for them to keep it open for uh, the time being Mm -hmm. Uh, because of the shelter in place mandate in the city and Mm -hmm. people not going to bars. They've struggled like a lot of bars, like a lot of our gay bars, but a lot of just bars in general are struggling right now to kind of pay the rent and kind of keep things together because uh, people aren't g- headed out to drink. Mm-hmm. And um, the stud closed, so it's oh. kind of sad. Mm-hmm. But what's weird about it is in 2017 when that whole drama happened with the almost closing and stuff, the community kind of embraced this place so so much that it also included um, uh, the – uh-oh. What is that? What is what? I don't hear anything. Okay. The news story I had had a video autoplay on it, and Uh I didn't realize that. So the stud, when they were struggling to stay open and eventually, you know, pulled it together, they also hired a local artist who painted a really, like, ornate and elaborate mural Mm -hmm. all over the building. Yeah. Um, Really unique. Um, I would say... uh, the point where like you could even have kind of like merch off of it because it was like just so cool and unique and Mm -hmm. um driving by it people kind of recognize it whatever so Mm -hmm. this weekend yeah by the way it's pride um since the the stud has closed Mm -hmm. um they just painted over the building they painted it white Mm -hmm. like happy pride guys yeah um and so people are really kind of taking this hard um the building's been vandalized um i mean First of all, just create a big white building like that's a, a empty canvas. So people have like painted on it saying things like we will not be silenced and um, some other kind of like political messages. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of just sad to see this like beautiful, uh, beautiful building mm-hmm. that represents kind of like us in our community. Yeah. Get wa- like whitewashed, you know, yeah, literally. But then literally whitewashed, but then also like. Like this weekend, it's almost like it feels intentional, whether it was or not. Mm-hmm. It just feels really kind of gross. Yeah. But have you ever been? Have you gone to the stud? Is that a place you've been? <sighs> Unless you took me there, no. We just went no, to the we White didn't. Horse. Say it again. We just went to the White Horse, right? Yeah, we did some Oakland stuff. I feel so. The stud is kind of like really close to my job. It's like, oh, wait you a know, minute. Like I would. 
You and walk I went forward. to a bar. You know, you and I went to a bar in the Castro. Uh, uh the mix. Oh, uh, with the popcorn. <laughs> yeah, with the popcorn. The mix. Okay. Yeah, that's still around. Uh, the chat room is saying the stud doesn't have a twink night, so there's probably no chance that Joe pants. Yeah, I'm never going. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the owners of the stud, by the way, it's owned by like 17 individuals. Like yeah. they each own a stake of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, those owners are saying that they're going to reopen. It'll just be in a different space and it'll happen. But, mm-hmm. uh, the building on ninth and Harrison is no longer theirs. And it's certainly no longer a pretty building, which mm-hmm. is, I would say a tragedy in its own right. So, uh, that's my news story. Did you have one? No, but I do want to talk about. Uh, and I don't know how. I know you get kind of upset when I talk about this, but the numbers going up with in Arizona and Florida and Texas and California with COVID. What are you? What are your big thoughts on this? I know you are Joe. very. You were very very uh, serious about this quarantine, and I know your parents live in Arizona, and they've been sort of telling you that they don't really believe it's a thing, right? Yeah. So my mom is a lot in a weird way, like the president, like she believes whatever she heard last. Mm-hmm. Right. So like whoever, you know, talked to her last, she's there. So mm-hmm. you could kind of tell like, Oh, she was just reading mm-hmm. something really informative. Cause she'll read it mm-hmm. and she'll throw in things like, well, you never know. You can't really believe everything you read. Like yeah. she, she kind of is, that's a, a strong recurring message. She sends to me like, you know, here's this news story, but like, you know, a lot of news is fake. Like, mm-hmm. so believe what you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, we talked yesterday. Yesterday was my sister's birthday, by the oh, way. Oh, it was. Okay. Happy, happy birthday, Julie. Uh, happy birthday, Julie. If you're listening, I mean, she's a Pride 48 fan, so it's possible she's around this weekend. Yeah. Um, so she, I, I FaceTimed all of them yesterday and we just didn't talk about it. And, I sort of think that's my mom's kind of like go-to is if something's kind of like uncomfortable or she has to admit some sort of like fault. She just, I, I, I say that's my mom's kind of characteristic, but I guess that's, she taught me that too. Cause I yeah. guess I do it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just kind of ignore the shit we don't want to talk about. So I didn't bring it up. Like, and I think that that's kind of a shame. Isn't it a shame that talking about, Health and safety has somehow become political. Weird. Uh, yeah, that is weird. But 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 are they? Are, do you think now maybe they're quietly may be, maybe being more careful? Joe, well, I don't know. I mean, my mom. I mean, when I Facetime them, my sister and my nephew were in my parents' home, oh, okay. hanging out, and uh-huh. my nephew works like he's not quarantined. Okay. My sister works from home, but she, I mean, she just kind of is going out doing her daily duties but mm-hmm. i mean my mom's going getting her hair did and oh really yeah she's living life kind of normal think i mean things aren't closed out there mm-hmm. and i've told you this before like I, I phoenix is one thing right but like mm-hmm. my parents do not live in the city they live far from it like 50 miles outside of phoenix and mm-hmm. they are i <laughs> I, I don't know numbers, just anecdotally, I feel like they're more at risk because there's one Walmart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everyone in this little town goes to this one Walmart and they yeah. all go to this one Starbucks and this one beauty salon. It's not like they have a ton of options to kind of spread out. So 
I don't know, but there's fewer people out there. So maybe that's a benefit, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on numbers rising in all these places? Like, it's not satisfying to say I told you no, so. No, it isn't. But I'm actually – okay, so Texas and Florida, uh, they they make sense because they're just like – they, they, they opened up early. They were But California, I mean, at least the, the government has taken it seriously the entire time. Um, I know Orange County was a big, you know, anti uh, the yeah. thing. but. And their numbers are going up, but they're not enough to account for the the rise in California. I I'm struggling to understand because I, I see the problem is <clears throat> where I am. Everywhere I go, uh, everyone's taking it seriously, and in my commu- my community specifically, comparatively in in Los Angeles County and Southern California, our numbers are really low. Okay, they're not the lowest ever, but they're they're really low. So I'm just seeing outside my front door people taking seriously. The numbers reflect that, right? And I haven't yeah. ventured into L.A. proper, so I don't know what's going on. But it really bothers me that where the government's taking it seriously, uh, how is it that our number – maybe it's just because are, are the, are the state's so big. I don't understand it. It's just really – The state's really large, yeah. I'm curious if – well, first, I don't know how exactly it could happen, but I'm curious if we will see – folks on the right try to connect recent spikes with some of the protests that happened um after oh the death of you know Floyd. what it could be that it's probably the protests. you're right no they've, they've already made the connections with the protests they've made the connections with the protests yeah i i wonder how much that's gonna get political and strong how do you simultaneously say that dumb protesters are spreading the virus while also claiming that the virus is fake news and not to be taken seriously, though. I, I know oh, they will, but I mean, how are they going to do that? But I think what you're forgetting is you're, conf- you're, you're, this is what they're brilliant at. And by the way, my parents are the same way, by the way. Just on the other side, yeah. It's, it, it, no, but it's generational. Like, my parents are the king of, like, I am never going to eat meat again. I'm like, you're never going to eat meat again. No. And then two days later, he's eating meat. I go, I thought you were never going to eat meat again. I never said that. That never happened. What are you talking about? You're crazy. They're the kings of gaslighting. It's a, it's a, it must be something they learned as baby boomers, as kids, when they were baby boomers. And that's why Trump does it. And the, all of the other Fox News people do it. Because th- that, that's what Fox News will do. Fox News will say, They did that the, in the beginning. They, they, in, in the very beginning, they denied it even existed. Right? And then when it yeah. became real, they were like, we never said it never existed. What are you talking about? You're crazy. Even despite the evidence, because they're brilliant, because they Fox News knows that their audience is mostly old people or people like Taylor who don't know how to work the computers, right? <laughs> so they're not going to – so like, yes, there are memes of uh, everyone. Like I just saw a meme the other day – not a meme, a, a, a viral video – it's a clip from Sean Hannity's show like a few weeks ago where it's a whole segment he did about how t- Florida and Texas are doing it right and the rest of the country should follow in Florida and Texas um uh, uh what uh their their what follow their lead okay yeah and how like because immediately these dummies but well, they know what they're doing uh, like Florida opens on Monday and they go on Tuesday look the numbers went down and you're like are you really that dumb right yeah and so that's going to, but they know that, uh, you know, 
the your typical their typical Fox News viewer and Taylor are not going to see this video, <laughs> right? Yeah. So they can just they can just change they can just change the narrative as they see fit. We never said that. We we've always taken it very seriously. You're crazy. But you know, it's so funny though. It's so funny. On Father's Day, we had a socially distanced um, event at my brother's place, mm-hmm. and um, I was talking to. Okay, how do I say this? And my my brother's sister-in-law. So my sister-in-law's sister. Okay, and she yeah. was telling my brother and me that because my brother's father-in-law, I should say. <laughs> let me tell you this: is a docent at the Nixon Library. Okay. Oh. Uh huh. And hardcore, I wouldn't say mega, but like was like from a very like business point of view. You're at Orange County Republican, like oh, you gotta say Trump's good for business, you know? Is it? Are they white? Is it, it's weird? I've never actually seen her. My like sister, I've never yeah, seen a photo. Oh, she's white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, he's very like. Uh, by the way, though, my mom has a ton of Mexican old lady friends who are mega. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was just shocking, but who knows, right? Okay, so he's like, oh, yeah, I, I love Trump. He and my brother have gotten into debates about it, right? You know, because my, my brother runs a business. He's like, you got to admit, though, he's good for your business. And he's like, yeah, but my brother's like, anyway, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She tells us the other day that he told her quietly, he's like, I'm not going to vote for Trump in November. And my brother, good. and she goes, oh, you know, this is recently he told her this, right? Yeah. And he goes, uh, she goes, why? What? What made you change your mind? And he goes, you know what? He has a bad attitude. (laughs) Three and a half years later. But you know what? But you know. (laughs) But you know what, Lawson? I just read an article yesterday. I should go find it in my history. Last night, actually, like one in the morning. Really interesting article. The article is about how Trump's in real trouble. Because a lot of MAGA people are quietly turning against Trump. They're not making a big deal yeah. about it, but they are. And they did an interview with these people who live like – they talk about it. They go to this one bar in Arizona, actually. They go to this one bar in Arizona where the guy literally has Michelle Obama's autobiography in the bathroom so that people can wipe their ass with the pages, Right. Okay. And like he is not a Democrat by any means, right? And he said he's not going to vote for Trump. Uh, he's not going to vote for the Democrat, but he's not going to vote for Trump because. And the 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 real turning point for and they talked to a lot of people and all the same thing. That church stunt, they were really turned off that the, that the president would, you know, uh, gas not gas but like, you know, what they do with the protesters? They shot that shit at them, right? I'm missing tear gas. They pepper, tear gas the person. Yeah. To go to, for a photo op for a church and hold the Bible. Oh, that church. I thought you were talking about the mega church gathering that no, he had this last no, week. No, oh. no. The photo op church thing, right? Um, yeah. That uh, that they were really uh, that they were really turned off by that. That whole thing. The whole thing. Really, and, and I happen to know further that that was what turned off my brother's father-in-law. That's when he yeah. realized he had a bad attitude. Bad attitude. Yeah, bad attitude Trump. Uh, do you have any anything else going on in your life? Is no. that your story? What did we just do? Where are we? I did have another story, but I forgot what about. And I remember thinking, oh, I'll wait until uh, Lawson. Well, what? Okay. I have one. Oh, you do? Go ahead. And maybe I'll remember what Well, it is. friend of the show who might be listening right now, yeah. um, Dean Barney UK, 
sent me, by the way, Joey, a very nice gift. Um, he sent me some stuff from Abbey Road, like a, like a little sign from Abbey Road, these little notebooks from Abbey Road. I've been drawing, I don't know if you know, but I've been drawing these pictures from Abbey Road, mm-hmm. posting them on a Twitter account, right? And Dean Barney UK uh, lives in the UK sure does. and got his hands on some uh, Abbey Road uh, paraphernalia, which is really cute, and sent it to me. It's from the UK, right? So it like has a long way to go. And he got me, and I almost don't want to say it because I do like it, but he got me a coffee cup from uh-huh. Abbey Road. It has mm-hmm. like 1969 on it and a little picture of the Beatles crossing the crosswalk. And I actually really love it. It wasn't cheap because there's a price tag on it. Mm-hmm. But Joey, when it arrived, it the handle of the mug is broken. Like it's, it's in pieces. <clears throat> and so... I just got a lot of anxiety. Do I tell him? But I mean, it's like a free gift. Do I, I just got this gift that's broken. Like maybe I should be okay with it, but there's a, yeah, I I know. I think, I think, I think you're on a good path there, Lawson. I think, I think you should develop, you know, you know what? You're right, Lawson. I like, I like your thinking here. Dean Barney UK spent his money to send you a gift. And I think the least that you could do is start a relationship with him. Why don't you write him a letter? Uh huh. And start a relationship with him. And, you know, you guys can become pen pals and you can send him gifts from the Bay Area and he can send you gifts from uh, England and you guys can just start that relationship. I think it's a good idea. Well, I actually have a solution. This is the only reason I brought it up because if there was no solution, I would just sit on this and like worry about it in my head. So I actually filed the like little nubbins down a little bit so they're not sharp. Mm -hmm. And I just because I'm very particular about my coffee cups anyway. So yeah. I wasn't going to drink coffee. I wasn't going to use this you? as that. Uh-huh. So I've just kind of put it, it's like on my desk now with a few pens in it. Uh-huh. So I don't need a handle. Like it, it actually works perfectly. It's cute. So and you're saying you have broken items in your house with sharp things? Well, it's not sharp. I rubbed them down. Oh. So it's kind of like, you know, what about you? What, what are you, you know, uh, reading while I tell stories? How did you know I was reading something? Because your webcam's been on the whole time? Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to show you. I'm glad. Because I'm glad it's on. Because I wanted to show you this. Is um, the other... You know, I'm a member of the Magic Castle. Okay? Yeah. And, uh, be, and so on the, I'm on the Facebook page and whatnot. There's a secret Facebook group. By the way, this fucking Magic yeah. Castle. They're so funny. I have to be careful. Isn't it sad? I have to be careful what I say because if it actually gets out, I could get like in serious trouble for saying bad shit about them. But yeah. uh, uh, they're they're so hilarious there at the Magic Castle. Like the people are just a real cut up. And um, I remember on the Facebook group, and the Facebook group is for anyone who's a member. And if you're married, if you're married, your spouse automatically becomes an associate member. So there's two types of memberships. Oh there's, wow, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, there's there's. <laughs> There are associate memberships and then there's magician memberships, right? So the associate. So you have to pay for the associate membership. No, no, no. no. Well, you do. That's a separate one. If you just want to be an associate member, whatever you pay. But if you're the spouse, you don't pay for that. They just automatically get it. Oh, okay. It's on your account. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, this is not. This is a side story here, but uh, they. uh, So one day, this is your attempt to get people to uh, propose to you. What? This is your attempt to get people to propose marriage to you. 
you're like bragging about that. Oh, my magic castle. Yeah. Marriage oh, benefit. Yeah. You know, what you get when you look at the prizes you get when you're uh, with uh, Joe Batanz. Anyway, uh, so, so, so on the Facebook group, anybody, associate members, magician members, they get to be in this private Facebook group. Okay. And um, some a magician member, a woman. I don't know. That's not important. She's a woman, but she, she like with the pronoun I'm use. She goes. She writes in there and she says, uh, "Our spouses on here are just magician members, right?" Okay. Can, is, is it safe to discuss secrets? <laughs> These precious <laughs> secrets, you know. And uh, like reveal tricks. Is that kind I of guess, the secret you're talking about? I guess. Yeah. So then, uh, a spouse member. Writes, yes, we're on here, but don't worry about it. It, it doesn't matter to us about if you share secrets because we're married to magicians. We know how all the tricks work anyway. And this magician member, the she writes, she writes, well, it matters to us, <laughs> right? And she makes this big stink to the point where the magic castle is like, okay, we have to make a separate private group oh, for a magician, which I didn't join, which for magician members so they can discuss secrets. By the way. I'm a magician. I know all these secrets. They're so stupid, Lawson. Like, who cares about how, if you want to know how Ickle Pickle works, you know, or something like that? Like, who cares, right? Yeah. Anyway. Is so, but this also, your card? Yeah. People can sell things and whatnot on there, okay? Tricks. Yeah. yeah tricks. And most of them are books, like old books they have. And most of them are crap, you know. Well, look, people will say this is crap, too, but I think it's a treasure. So I'm, it just comes up in my Facebook feed, like, you know, like, oh, here's a, uh, 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 you know, uh, a, a, a China cabinet or something like that. Who knows what that is? Dove pan, okay? But then I see this gem. I'm going to show it to you right now. The guy wanted $4 for this treasure. Nobody can see it, though. It's a little pamphlet, and it says, oh. Colonel Bill Bowley's 1991 Yearbook of Ventriloquist Dialogues. There's also a photo, I would guess, of him and his ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. And they have their their foreheads are kind of like touching. They're leaning towards each other, smiling. You know what's really funny? And and this the guy's a nice looking guy. But don't you think he looks like a legendary podcaster Archer? A little bit. Yeah. The the ventriloquist dummy looks like he may be trying to tell us he's getting molested by a a man. Oh, really? (laughs) No, I see it as the ventriloquist dummy looks like he's saying like, you're next, motherfucker. You know, like <laughs> I'm gonna get you, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree, but he's he's like vengeful because this guy's has had his hand up his ass for so long. Yeah. <laughs> so, what kind of um, dialogues are contained within this treasure you found? Oh, you would you like to hear? I would like to hear one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This this routine's called trip to the circus. Yeah. Uh, hey, what have you been doing? I went to the circus last week. Oh, yeah? What did you see at the circus? They had some good acts and a lot of wild animals. By the way, this is Socko, the puppet. Okay. Socko, uh, what kind of animals did you see? Oh, that's right. Socko's Italian. Okay. Okay. He's Italian from now on. Say, Socko, what kind of animals did you see? I saw some uh, elephants, a tiger's lion, the moose, alligators, and a chicken wing. A chicken? What's a chicken weigh? Oh, about two and a half pounds. <laughs> uh, I'm going to join the circus. Uh, what are you going to do with the circus? at the circus? I'm going to be a midget. 
You're too big to be a midget. That's the idea. I'll be the world's largest midget. <laughs> I ran away with the circus one time. Oh, really, Sako? Yeah, but the police made me bring it back. They're <laughs> <laughs> really bad. I like that you just had the laugh track ready, though. This is, this is your life. <laughs> hey, Sako, what kind of act did they have at the circus? They had a sword swallow. He was on a diet. Oh, yeah, a diet? What was he eating? He hadn't eaten anything but knives and forks for weeks. He had a cholesterol problem, but he solved that. How did he solve that problem, Sako? He stopped swallowing butter knives. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm glad you found this book, but... <laughs> By the way, it's just Xerox copy of it, so, like, he's just selling copies of this... Oh, I don't. Oh, I'll buy. Jokes. I, I want to write to this guy and buy more. Um, cool. What are you gonna do with them, though, Joey? Oh, that's it's funny that you say that. So the original plot, uh, I've already photocopied this, by the way, just like just like Colonel Bill Bowley. But um, here's what I'm gonna do. Apro- I'm not gonna. This, the person doesn't know about this. He doesn't know anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. My friend Chris, I'm going to drop this in an envelope. No return address. No explanation. Okay. Just drop this creepy pamphlet in an envelope and mail it to him. That's a good idea. You should do it next time you're like a little bit closer to his home. Like yeah, in yeah, LA, yeah. not no, in... Uh, like you don't want the, it to yeah, say yeah, yeah. Diamond Bar on Yeah, it. yeah. Next time I go to Whittier, I'll drop it in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we have about three minutes left. Is there mm-hmm. anything... That you wanted to say before we kind of wrapped it up? Well, you know, you know what we could do? We could spend this time, Mike Lawson, talking about uh, – you know, you and I – I was talking about this on, the other, on one of my 100 shows the other day about you and I had a fantastic conversation the other day uh, privately on the air. I don't remember what – we were talking about something and, and it came up. But, you know, um, Pride 48 is where you and I got our start. You know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catching up. Yeah, catching up got this. You know, catching up was the launching pad for uh, Pride 48. We were talking about what a fantastic community it is. And it really is. It's a community. It's it's a place. You know, it reminds me a lot of, uh, uh, you ever heard of the bar Cheers, Lawson? Yeah, everyone knows your name. Yeah. And it, don't you kind of feel that Pride 48 feels that way? It does. And th- I mean, there's even like. You know, there's personalities that get along and don't get along, mm-hmm. just like Cheers. There's, um, you know, people come and go. And, like, there's relationships I have here that, like, I haven't talked to in a while. But, like, Pride 48 comes around and I, you know, reconnect. And I think it's great. Um, I'm very happy with it. I have certainly benefited from uh, having this community in my back pocket kind of literally at some points with my phone kind of connected to conversations while I, you know, lived in a new city and kind of had to, had to rebuild sort of my social, you know, uh, network Mm -hmm. and I've benefited from that greatly. So yeah, I'm very happy um, about that. And I'm very grateful. All right. Well, why don't we call it a day there, Lawson? Okay. Are you playing outro music? Yeah, I'll play outro music. Why not? Why, okay. Why, why nice catching to... up with you, Joey. Oh, all right. Go to home. <laughs> go to home, Mike Lawson. <laughs> it's going to get cut.
cut off, by the way. I'm aware of that. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson 